0: Everybody, welcome back to the show. Um, I've been asked by uh, the company that I'm a part of, the Brown Woodbury House, to come up with a, another episode on the landscape of the economy, the outlook on investments, and also uh, some information about the art market. Now, I'm not holding myself out to be a financial advisor, I'm not holding myself out to be an accountant, I'm not holding myself out to be an economist, a news reporter, or an expert in art. However, I am a reader, and I believe reading and, and gathering information definitely gives you power, providing that you can implement this information and use it for you, rather than against you. Let's remember something: it's not up to your accountant, it's not up to your uh, financial doctor, your financial advisor, your, your bank manager, your wife, your husband, your peers, to look after your finances. It's down to you. Um, and once again, the only way you're ever gonna um feel empowered is by exposing yourself to that information and being around the right kind of individuals and I think that's a lesson that we can take into anything uh, into any part of our of our our, our life uh, again I'm not holding myself out to be a perfect person I've you know made many mistakes in my life and you know no doubt in the future I'm going to make some other mistakes but one thing I know is um making some mistakes is part of growing. um, And also, it's quite inevitable. I'm not afraid of uh, making mistakes. And I don't think anyone should be. I think the biggest uh, thing that you need need to be afraid of is not moving forward. And even if you foul forward, you're still moving forward. So um, I'm very, very big on uh, wellness and health. uh, And I know you're thinking, well, this is about you know, Woodbury House, about the art market, about investments, why are you talking about health? Well, for me, if you're not in a peak state, you know, if you're not eating well, if you're not training well, if you're not consuming the right information, then it's very, very hard to be in a peak state. If you're not in a peak state, it's very, very difficult to learn new things because you're going to shut everything off. Um, As people well know, when I speak on my podcast, I like to get up at the crack of dawn, one minute past five, uh, certainly at an early time, I like to go and train because the moment you train physically, you feel good. But you know your your spirit is lifted, and 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 also you know your your mind is awake, uh, and therefore you can attack the day uh, in the right way possible. Um, on the way to work, um, I don't want to call it a life hack because it's it's not really a life hack. It's just being a bit disciplined. I read my mission statement. I do my affirmations, which is personal to me. And then I go into uh, market data and I will literally go into BBC News, I'll go into Sky News, Independent, Bloomberg, Financial Times and a few others uh, to give me the information on that particular day. I will write down where the information has come from. I will write down who said the information or who's reported it. Also the headline and then any other bits of information in the bullet uh, bullet bullet uh, point format. Um, so I can easily consume it and I can relay it to people. Now, if you're in business, if you're a salesperson in investments, or any sales, really, if you're an investor, or if you're just someone i likes like to keep on top of things, I think this is quite a healthy exercise to do. Um, there are other things that you can do, such as write a headline into Google, such as financial outlook of 2021, stock market performance 2021, UK Recession 2021, go to a news section and you'll find different articles from different publications, maybe not from the common ones like the Financial Times or BBC, that will give you their opinion, their take on what's what's about to happen or what has happened, okay? Now, I'm quite mindful of a very, very profound um, quote, quote that one of my favourite actors made um, some time ago. I saw him making this on social media and it goes something like this. And it was said by Denzel Washington, one of my favourite actors. I think he's very, very professional, amazing actor. He's going to go down the history as one of the best. And here's what he said. He said, "Um, if you read or watch the news, uh, sorry, if you don't read or watch the news, you're uninformed. But if you watch the news or read the news, then you're misinformed. Now, what I sort of took from that is you do need to look at certain news articles. I'm a firm believer, you know, there's coronavirus, there's lockdown, there's, you know, recessions, there is Brexit, there is, you know, the pre- president uh, presidential election, all these things that have happened recently, and some people may deem that as quite negative and pessimistic news, okay? I'm a firm believer that if you were to switch off the news and go about your daily, you know, Day to day living, you actually might feel a little bit more upbeat because most of the stuff that is projected on the news is, in actual fact, quite negative. However, I feel that if you're in business, you need to know the news to a level because if not, you're going to have certain blind spots. It's like driving a car and only having the you know the front the front uh, glass in front of you. You can see forward; that's great, but if you don't have side mirrors, you might have certain blind spots, which may cause you to crash or may cause some kind of of collision. So for me, I like to look at certain news articles that I believe are a bit more factual rather than opinion-led. And that's going to give me um, some great information to either you know, lead a business forward or uh, help my clients make an informative decision or allow me and my family to make decisions based upon investment portfolios, etc. Okay. I also like to look at people that I like to emulate or trying to, uh, who I admire, people that have made a huge fortune in a sector or who have become very, very successful in their career. Um and I like to see quotes from them, I like to see what they've done, I like to try and learn from them. I think the definition of wisdom sometimes is learning from other people's experiences, whether they're good or bad, you can learn from them. And it allows you to avoid making the same sort of mistakes that they've made over the years. And the only way you're going to understand these mistakes is if you read their books, listen to, the, to their podcasts, read their content, and it gives you that that sense of wisdom and also empowerment. Okay, So I've written down stuff over the last few weeks and the last few months that I'm going to jump to and try to give a bit of a, an outlook on, you know, let's say the economies, the financial markets and the, the real sentiment behind what's going on out there. OK, now, as we well know, um, I, I gave you um, some information uh, probably a couple of weeks ago now from City Private Bank, one of the biggest financial institutes in the world. They had billions and billions of dollars on, on account. Uh, they invest for their high net worth um, investors huge amount of money every single year, and, and therefore they 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 release reports every so often. Their report over thirty five years was um, that uh, uh, the contemporary street art sector has been making eleven point five percent on average year year in year out. Okay. There are certain individuals which are linked to some of these financial institutes that I've been reading some of their quotes, okay? Now, there's a guy called David Tepper. He's a hedge fund guy. In actual fact, if you research him and look at his Wikipedia page, it said he is a titan within the uh, financial markets and within hedge funds. Um, He's worked for some of the biggest organisations in the world, including Goldman Sachs, which is probably the biggest financial institute, private bank in the world. And his own net worth is worth uh, roughly $20 billion. Okay. So it's fair to say, you know, he's fairly successful, certainly financially, he's probably well experienced and, and definitely well educated. I don't think there's too much luck in that. I think if you're worth 20 billion, I think you pretty know what you're doing, certainly when it comes down to the financial markets. So when they say when people like him says something it's it's kind of, you know, it's got a lot of weight behind it and it's quite kind of gospel you know you, you're going to definitely listen to someone like that rather than someone who's worth i don't know maybe a quarter of a million um and you know hasn't really experienced too much of the financial markets and also you know uh, recessions and stuff and, and bearing in mind going back to what I just said about city private Bank's report over thirty five years you know during those times there's been three recessions or three you know very aggressive recessions and um, they 've reported the markets in good times and also times of adversity and, and right now we are experiencing a very unusual recession because it 's not driven by typical factors it 's driven driven by um, you know a, a a virus that still today there's very very conflicting information about it i don 't think there's one common you know thought process i don 't think there's one common uh, view on it, I think there's multiple different views from multiple different experts and multiple different uh, organizations, and, and therefore it creates a lot of confusion. However, whatever you believe in the coronavirus and lockdowns and stuff, it's definitely affecting the markets. Now that's really, really good for traders, because traders need uh, movement in order to make money. If the market is flat, that's no good to them. Um, they need inconsistencies to make growth and to make money. Uh, they can short the market, they can go long in the market, they can you know, do do very, very creative uh, investment uh, trades, and they can make a lot of money because of the volatility. Now, for your regular investors, it, this might seem like time of, of panic. But again, I, I, I urge you to research, I urge you to get uh, different opinions from different sources, because if you just go to one source to get in your information, you will only get one view. And if you only get that one view, it might mislead your logical thinking and you might become become emotional, you might become full of anxiety, full of fear and what I'm trying to say on this podcast, there is not necessarily the need to feel that way because there is so much information out there if you expose yourself to it, I feel you can make the right decision for you and your family, okay? So, David Tepper, this is what he said. He believes, and this is a quote, the markets are most overvalued he has seen since 1999. And basically, what he's um, saying here is the stock markets, both here in the UK, the FTSE, as well as in America, the Dow Jones or or the, you know, uh, let's say the NASDAQ, um, he's saying that they're overinflated. They're saying there's a bubble. And he believes once borrowing has stopped, Bearing in mind the UK uh, government, and this is not verbatim, this is just a rough um, figure which I remember reading, but I think figures were released um, about uh, November's um, uh, data about the UK economy borrowing a certain amount of money. And I think it was the highest been on record, over 280 billion or something, 82 billion. Within that last uh, year, um, the UK has basically borrowed so, if you're borrowing money, yes, it might be a short term solution, but you 're basically putting off the inevitable aren't you you know it's It's almost like if you 've got a a credit card and you get another credit card and another credit card and a loan to pay off the other credit cards, you know you might be solving one problem, but you're you're creating a bigger one and and you're actually delaying the inevitable at, at certain certain uh, points then uh the roofs are going to come back to uh You know, they're going to come back to to harvest, as they say, and and the problem's going to be in your lap. So you're delaying certain things. And what he's saying here, the billionaire, is the market is in a bubble. There is borrowing going on. There is furloughs. There is uh, government grants, government schemes and stuff. And once that comes to an end, there is going to be serious problems. You know, the market's going to pop, uh, and therefore there's going to be a a big correction uh, on our hands. Okay? Um. Just jumping over to what I've said and preached a few times, Sky News on the 26th of January 2021 said, COVID-19 job, uh, jobless rates hit 5% as unemployment rises by 202,000 people in three months. This is written by a guy called James Sillars, who is a business reporter, Sky News. Yet again, more and more people are being made unemployed because companies and organisations are going bust because of lockdowns, because of tier systems, okay? Now, I'm not challenging the reason why the government's done it. I know COVID is a real thing and I know people are dying. But the facts remain, if you don't allow businesses to go back to normal, people are going to lose their jobs and therefore it's going to factor in towards unemployment. That's going to be straining on the the economy. That's an absolute fact. And therefore, it's going to be strained on taxpayer. People like you and I pay taxes. Where's those tax go? They go on many different areas, including the people that are unemployed. So more people get unemployed, our taxes have to go up. It's as simple as that. So that is why you need a good, steady either job, good, steady career, or you need solid investments to help you pay for the increase in taxes, which are inevitable. Because as the economy goes into debt, the government's got to do something. There's going to be austerity measures, which is... Cutting certain spending, which is going to save money, yes. But like all recessions, they're going to increase taxes. One way, shape, or form. Okay? So, moving on. Um, this is a really interesting article. Okay? This was written on the 27th of January 2021. This was by a lady called Sylvia Morris. Now, I've, written, I've read some of her uh, columns before, and I, I, I find her stuff pretty compelling. She uh, wrote this in the Daily Mail. And this is her, he- her headline. A lost decade for starved cash ISA savers after inflation outstrips low interest rates. She goes on to say this. £10,000 in a tax-free cash uh, account 10 years ago, so a decade ago, would be worth today £9,772 pound, even after interest has been added. Now, many of us, including me, I have before invested into an ISA because typically that's what you're advised. Let, you know, put money in the bank. You know, put your money in an ISA. It's what your parents have done, and it's what your granddad's done, and it's what your, you know, your 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 family affiliates have done. There is a bit of a saying, you know, if you if you do what everybody else does, you're going to get the same results as everybody else, and you know. <laughs> If we're just talking about finances, and I'm not talking about this is right or wrong, I'm just saying if you if you have ambitions to grow financially and if you have ambitions to build a company or pursue a very solid career or be an entrepreneur or build a very successful uh, investment portfolio, then you've got to kind of think slightly differently. You've got to kind of do things slightly differently in order to get ahead. Because the facts remain, if you look at the general population they might be financially not fit, they might be financially not well, and they might not be living the life they want to be living because simply because they haven't got the finances to do it. Again, life isn't all about finances and I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying making money makes you happy, but as I've reiterated time and time again in my podcast, money gives you choices, and if you invest well because of the data that you're receiving and you do things slightly differently to everybody else, you're going to get further than everybody else. It goes without saying. Now, um, if you were to invest into an ISA, what she's clearly stating here is you're actually going to be down. You know, so over ten years, it's a complete pointless um, exercise. Um, I know it's only, you know, what what is that? That's only two hundred and twenty-eight pound loss in ten years. But but still, if I were to say to you, in ten years, you can make uh, an extra three hundred quid for free or lose. 300 quid, basically, uh, for free, you know, or, or, or over 10 years, what are you going to do, you're going to rather not lose that money, you're going to want to put your money into an area which is going to generate you profit, it, no matter how large or how small it is, no one wants to lose money at the, at the end of the, of, of the day. So rather than going insane, because the definition of insanity is to do something over and over and over, hoping and praying it's, things are going to change you need to take matters in, into your own hands and, and really look at things and think, okay, 10 years, that was a bit of a waste of time. Doesn't look like things are going to get better. I kind of need to do something slightly differently now. I'll tell you what, I'm going to get educated. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to get informed. I'm going to get the right affiliates, the right advisors, the people who are experts in their field, and I'm going to get uh, some sound quality advice and then I can use that advice to, to, move, to move forward, okay? Now, moving on. So... I quite like what I've uh, discovered here. So I've written down that in times like now, in times of recession, we know that there are um, a few different interpretations of recession. My understanding of it is, is when an economy contracts, goes into retreat, shrinks, two quarters... So basically, six months back to back. Um, that was my understanding of it. If that's incorrect, I, I will be. Um, I I I I've got no problem being corrected. But that's my understanding understanding of it. Okay, and I think that some of the telltale signs of an economy going into retreat is looking at certain sectors. So looking at energy, looking at hospitality, looking at retail, looking at banking, looking at all these things and. Quite clearly, if these different areas are suffering, if these different areas are shutting down their branches or losing their jobs or losing profit, these are major areas. And if there's consistent organisations and brands in these particular sectors and markets that are going into retreat, you could probably start to realise that we're probably going to go into a recession. If you pick up any headline... On the news right now, you're seeing multiple different organisations are going into retreat, okay? So I want to I want to bring to your attention a, a couple of things. So yesterday, which was the 4th of February, 2021, BBC, Dominic O'Connell, um, one of their business reporters, said this, Royal Dutch Shell sees huge loss as the pandemic hits the oil, oil, oil demand. Royal Dutch Shell net loss, has been £16 billion. BP and Exxon have had very similar losses. And Royal Dutch Shell are losing 9,000 jobs. Now, funny enough, only a day or two before that, which I've got written down here from Bernard Looney, who was the chief executive of BP, they said that BP had lost $18 billion, and they are uh, axing, losing, 10,000 jobs. So you've got three of the major players in oil who are confirming that they are downsizing with their staff, they are losing profit. It's quite bleak. You know, you, could, you can begin to imagine that these areas are, as, they, as they're reporting this stuff, and it's coming out in the Financial Times, Bloomberg, CNN, or any of the credible financial channels, there is a bit of panic which is setting in. And this is just factoring in towards the uncertainty. Now, let's go back to, let's say, your typical investments, okay? There's an article here on the 3rd of February 2021, which was written by a guy called Ben Wilkinson. The Daily Mail, this is what he said. Why you can't always bank on shares. If you bought shares in Santander, the high street bank, 10 years ago at £10,000, those same shares will be worth today £6,383.23. NatWest, same scenario, would be worth today £4,873.40. Bartley's £7,652.97 and the list carries on. And, and again, that, what I'm trying to emphasise here is people have been told in the past, including my mum and dad and including my grandparents, invest into the banks, buy their shares, put your money into, the, into a savings account, go into, go into certain stocks, go into certain ISAs. And maybe that might, might have been sound investments back then, but the reality is if the economy changes and circumstances change, the same view, the same recommendation, the same advice given by financial advisors or given by bank managers or accountants or whoever, it might even just be a friend of yours, might not be suitable for today's climate. I think that's fair to say. I think that's quite logical thinking. Here is something else which will definitely be affecting all of us. Kevin Peachy said today on the 5th of February 2021 from BBC News, energy prices to rise for millions of households in the UK. The regulator, Ofgen, says the typical gas and electric customer is likely to see their bills go up from £96 to £1,138 a year. Now, bearing in mind, taxes are inevitable to go up. Your groceries are inevitable to go up. Your bills are inevitable to go up. But then at the same time, you know, a double whammy, which is, you know, your, your employment, your career, your business is probably going to be challenged and it's probably going to suffer. It's certainly going to be hit hard and you need to adapt, you need to tweak things and you need to pivot. Some of us or some of you are going to be quite fortunate. You're going to benefit from it immensely. I've got to say our business is one of the lucky ones. We are benefiting from this immensely. But if you're in another sector, you might not be so lucky so, so yet again, you need to get yourself kind of educated. And what I'm trying to get get to here is, our belts are going to be pulled in a knot or two by the economy, by the taxman, by the uh, environment, and, and therefore you're investing your 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 nest egg. Your Um, your your investment portfolio needs to be performing at a much better rate than it has done. You can't kind of just think, oh, it's going to get better and kind of turn a blind eye to it or bury your head in the sand. you, You can't take that view. I mean, you can take that view if you want to lose money and leave things down to fate. But for me, and when I've been around very successful people in investments or business, they typically are proactive rather than reactive. You don't want to be trying to cure something, you'd rather avoid getting that thing in the first place. And it's the same as your financial portfolio. I'll leave you on this note, okay? This is, this is the, the, the last profound bit of information, which has been coming in the headlines time and time again. Yahoo Finance said today, Bank of England tells banks, be ready for negative rates in six months' time. What they're telling, what the Bank of England, the central bank who set, set interest rates, are telling the other high street banks is this get ready because in six months' time, we're going to charge you, the bank, to hold money on your account. Now, bearing in mind, these banks have got billions, trillions of money, which is, which is held for us as the savers, okay? The banks are not going to stomach losing money. So, where, what they're going to do, they're most likely going to do this they're either going to lend money out which might be good to stimulate the economy, but they're going to charge you more interest for that. They're never going to lose. Or they're simply going to charge you money for keeping the money in the banks. Now, how would you feel? Now, right now, interest rates are are at historic levels. Inflation is higher than interest. So it means that you're losing money. Now, you may not feel that you're losing money because when you look in your bank and you've got 10 grand, 100 grand, or a million pounds, it's not actually, the number's not physically going away. But the inflation is eroding it away. It means that what you can buy today, you cannot buy the same amount of product or benefits or service in 10 years' time because inflation is eroding that money away. So it's not physically losing, but it's becoming worth less over time, okay? However, what the bank is saying, and what I believe the banks are going to do, is they're going to start charging you money. So you will actually see your £10,000 lose every single month, every single year, because they're charging you interest. So, whereas before you might have taken a, a view of doing nothing and just leaving your money there and thinking it's okay, but now you're physically going to see your money coming down. And I don't know about you, but I do not want to see my money or my family's money erode away over time. So this is why right now you need to start thinking, you need to start acting, and you need to start implementing plans for you and your family because the landscape of investing investments has changed and will continue to change we cannot blame circumstances we cannot moan about the news and we cannot moan about things that we cannot control we cannot control that what we can do is respond and how we respond is yet again by getting ourselves educated and putting ourselves around the right people and then putting things that we learn into action so let me round off this uh this this uh bill of information this Woodbury House sort of podcast or a bit of content with some positivity. Yahoo Finance yesterday said this: Art Globe Market Report 2021, COVID nineteen impact and recovery to 2030. I won't read you the whole entire thing, but here is some positive stuff. Art Global Market Report 2021. Okay, they are saying here that the global art market is expected to grow from $347.53 billion in 2020 to $405.05 billion in 2021. So basically, in layman's terms, it's going to grow. It's also going to grow and it's expected to reach $552.57 billion in 2025 i want you i want that to sink in what that's telling me is kind of three things number 1 people are loving and enjoying the art market the organic growth it, you know people just coming into it okay they want to you know they they're becoming a lot more educated on it and therefore it's shaping their taste buds and they're buying to decorate their home they're buying to decorate their offices They're buying to cultivate and collect and build a portfolio, okay? That's driving the market. The other thing is people are realising that it's got a secondary benefit. The primary benefit is all the things I've just listed and above. But the second benefit of art is trading it, making money from it. Clearly, out of all the content I've shared to do with the art market and Richard Hamilton and Woodbury House is... Making money, you know, you can clearly make money if you look at Subbiz, Christie's, Bonners or Phillips, any other auction houses. You can see from a chronological standpoint, historical uh, standpoint, what pieces were bought for many years ago and what they sold for in the same auction houses. People made vast amount of money, vast amount of growth, vast amount of profit. Clear to see, hands down. Don't take my word, do your own research, Okay. But what it's also suggesting is people using this market, yes, to make money, but some people just want to preserve the money. So it's a wealth preservation era. They're parking their money into art because they know in times of corona, times of recession, times of lockdown, times of uh, uh, adversity, they're not really going to get the same fluctuations. They're going to park their money, preserve their money. So it's a bit of food for thought. It's, okay, I'm not... Let's just say you're a person who's not really driven too much by money, but you're more of a conservative person. You like to protect what you've got. Every pound saved is like a pound made. And I'm with you on that. So it might be a view to take that the art market could be that place. Now, everything I've just shared with you is information that I've plucked out over the last few weeks and the last few months about the economy, about investments, about... Uh, reference points or quotes made by profound people, whether they're successful entrepreneurs, billionaires or investors or reporters. And then I've given you my view. It's just my view. But I'm living and breathing this stuff. This is not something I do as a bit of a hobby. This is something I do as something that I'm immersed in day to day. And I'm really seeing things changing. And I believe if you don't change, just like the dinosaurs didn't change apart from maybe a few, you're going to become extinct. You're going to just fade away into the background. And your money, your finances could do the same. I'm hoping that some of this information is giving you a bit of, uh, you know, smell, you know, uh, wake up and smell the coffee uh, kind of moment, uh, a bit of a, an epiphany moment, or just, you know, open up up, up your eyes and thinking, no, you know, I've got to do something here, I've got to change. Um if it has, and you want to know a bit more about what we do over here, then please get in touch. Richard Hamilton, who we solely focus on, has been going from strength to strength, but more so since he's, his passing in 2017. And we're going to continue seeing that for the see- foreseeable future because there's some um, monumental, I've got to emphasise this, monumental things which are taking place this year, 2021, for his market. I've expressed it time and time again. It's really going to happen and I feel if you're a part of it, you're going to really reap the benefits of that. I also feel that by doing nothing, it's probably one of the worst things you can do. And I saw a a Jordan Belfort quote recently, which I've actually said a few times because it's quite an old quote, but he uh, re-earthed that quote. Jordan Belfort, if you don't know, is the wolf of Wall Street. Leonardo DiCaprio played a a film uh, played uh, him in a film. And he's, he also developed the straight line theory, which is fantastic. And, you know, I do admire him because he made a lot of money. He lost a lot of money when journey came back. And he admits to his, you know, his, 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 some of his, uh, you know, some of his um, mistakes. And I think that's very, um, it's quite, you know, it's quite uh, nice to see when someone's made mistakes, they recognize them and, and they correct them. Anyway, he said that bears make money. Bulls make money, but pigs who sit on the sideline they get slaughtered. And what they, what he's really trying to say is, whether you're an optimistic kind of investor, whether you're a pessimistic or a conservative type of investor, if you make your moves in that way, you're going to make some money and you're going to definitely protect some of your money. But if you just sit on the sideline like a pig, you know you're probably going to get slaughtered. And I do, I I do second that, guys. Ladies, I hope you've been enjoying my content. Uh, again, the only thing I ask you to do is comment on my posts, uh, give me some feedback, good or bad. Recommend me to friends, family, business affiliates. Uh, reach out to me, DM me. I always try and get back to people. I'm looking to grow. I'm looking to serve. I'm looking to scale. And I'm really looking to take this worldwide. Uh, I'm very much on my very, um, the beginning of my journey and... Um, you know, every 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 little bit of uh, feedback counts and um I really hope it's, it's helping any anyone that's following the Woodbury House brand and journey as well. Remember to be happy, never content and and um, you know, keep yourself moving, keep yourself active and um remember whatever happens to you, the best thing you can do is is to take the very, very best things and be optimistic and be very be positive, okay? Nice one for listening and uh, more content coming soon, both on the Stephen Sully study and also the Woodbury House uh, brand and also on our YouTube and social media channels. Cheers.